Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Friends, I am so excited to tell you that we are diving into a brand new study. We're diving into 1 Timothy, and oh my goodness, I have to tell you that studying 1 Timothy, I completely forgot how much of a hot topic this book is. We'll be covering our identity in Christ, God's grace, the battle that is our faith and our walk with Christ, leaving the faith and false teachings. We'll spend an entire episode or even two on women in the Bible and God's role for them and what that famous passage about women not teaching in the church means. Can women be pastors? Can they even speak in the church? We'll talk about that big time. Plus, we'll talk about slavery and servanthood in the Bible. It's a big and heavy but powerful book and I'm excited to dive in with you. Before we jump in, I just want to say thank you for being here. Every single one of you listening means the world to me. I'm so thankful to know that you feel encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ in this place. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I read them all and legit see every time that number goes up. So thank you. When you listen, share, subscribe, and review the podcast, it helps the podcast to reach new women and encourage and equip them. And it helps to stay in the top 50 podcasts on Spotify's religion chart, which is wild. I'm just mind blown always that it's in that chart. So thank you. Now, while we'll cover the majority of the study on the podcast, the full study is available for download in our shop. If you didn't know, each study we talk about on the podcast actually has a digital study that goes along with it. This First Timothy study, as most of the studies do, comes with a downloadable print for every section, at least one for every section, a background on the book, and even for this study, a background on both Paul and Timothy, a section for notes, and a prayer for every single study. You can get this study for $5 in the shop, but I would be remiss without saying that you can get this study and all studies for free as a She Lives Purposefully subscriber. She Lives Purposefully subscriptions are $5.99 a month, and in them you get access to all the digital studies, including our brand new First Timothy study. You'll also get access to the Bible reading plans for every single month, an exclusive 20% off on the shop that's reusable, that's a discount that's reusable, and access to exclusive weekly bonus podcast episodes that air every single Friday. So far, we've talked about my take on aesthetic Christianity and that Christian girl trends, my updated morning routine, and this week we'll dive into three books that I am loving right now, and then soon something God is teaching me in my personal devos. You can sign up at shelivespurposefully.com backslash sign up, or you can find the link in my show notes. So go grab that study on the site. The link is also in the show notes, or sign up as a subscriber to get the study and all studies for free, especially if you're someone who loves to see studies in front of them or write things down and take notes, go on and get it, girl. All right, so without further ado, let's dive in. We are reading 1 Timothy 1 verses 1 through 11 today, and we're going to be reading from the English Standard Version, and it goes like this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of our God and Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, 
remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. Okay, so that is a big section right there full of things for us to reap from it and to learn from it and to see what God is saying in this passage. First, I want to just break down a big theme um, at the very beginning of this passage, which is Paul's identity. Paul identifies as an apostle. That's his role, his identity, his job, his introduction, how he wants to be known and how he defines his life. He doesn't identify as a speaker, church starter, or world traveler. He's an apostle. Of all the identities he has held and he holds present day when he's writing this, Pharisee, important person, expert in the law, this is how he wants to be known. This is who he is. In the original language, the word apostle is similar to ambassador. In this section of verse 1, we also see why he's an apostle. There was something so countercultural and important about this. It is, quote, by command. It's not just a desire or a calling, which it is as well. But he recognizes that his life and his identity and his roles are not just rooted in what he wants. It's more importantly based on what God would have him do. His obedience, his death to sin, his life change, his journey, his steps, his teachings, all of it are based on God's commands. He recognizes that his identity is in obedience to a higher authority. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Who gave him any authority to be an apostle, to be an ambassador? Not himself. God did. And it's a command Paul willingly follows because of who God is and what God has done for him. He's an apostle not just because he's claiming it, but because God has called him to do that. Friend, our lives, our callings, the commands God gives us to adhere to are also not suggestions. They are commands. In all that we say and do, we answer to a higher power. Our lives, our purposes are not our own. They are in obedience to God. And they can be a beautiful obedience because the commands or identities don't come from a totalitarian, cold, careless God. They come from our Savior and our hope. Another thing I love about this portion is that Paul wishes and prays for grace, mercy, and peace for Timothy. It's such an encouragement to know that this is what Paul wills for Timothy, and inspired by God, what God also wills for Timothy and for us. 
What an encouragement to know that this is the heart of God for his people. Another huge theme in this section is the importance of truth. Timothy's job was to make sure there was correct doctrine, or in other words, truth. Why? Doctrine is important to God. What is doctrine? According to David Guzik, what a person believes is their doctrine. And God cares about what you believe. It doesn't matter how passionately you believe your truth. What matters is if you believe what is true. That's why it's important to share the gospel and to speak truth in love because what we believe, what others believe, does matter. It's also why we need to be careful what beliefs or doctrines we let into our lives and our churches. Wrong doctrine, wrong beliefs are at their best distractions from the race that we're running and the good fight that we're fighting in this one life we have for Christ. And at their worst, they are damaging and life-altering and eternity impacting. In verses 4 and 5, we see this applies not just to completely wrong core teachings, but to vain discussions. It's a charge to not get distracted by small, secondary, or tertiary issues. And in verse 5, we see the purpose of God's commands. What God intends to come from his commands. God wants us to have pure hearts, good consciences, and sincere faiths. Another thing we have to talk about in this portion is the law. Friend, the law is not our salvation. The law points us to our salvation, which is Jesus. In fact, in verses 8 through 11, we see that the law here is so that we can know what is right and wrong. It's for sinners. It's to show us our sin and point us to our salvation. And again, that is Jesus. The law can't bring righteousness, but the message of the gospel can. Jesus came to save and free us and reconcile us to God. These things listed in verses 9 and 10 are sin. Whether we like it or not, they are sin. That's what it says here. And sin, these are all sins that Jesus saves us from. There is no sin too small or too great. We're all sinners who need a savior and he is able to save us all. Going back to, you know, correct and incorrect teachings, A huge lesson that we get from this section is to beware of false teachers and false doctrine. It's to beware of those teaching things that are not what God has in his word, not what he has taught his people. Maybe these teachings spur from doubts or curiosity, maybe from wanting to have the new trendiest idea to change something that we simply don't like in scripture. But here we see Paul telling Timothy to call out those who are teaching different doctrines. Why? Because again, friend, what we believe matters and false teachings stir up doubt and lead us from the truth. Paul even goes as far as to say that these false teachings root in a lack of love, a lack of a pure heart and a lack of a good conscience and a lack of sincere faith. How can we be guarded from these things? We can look at those we listen to. Ask ourselves what they're teaching from, what they're promoting, what teachings they might be flirting with. Is it all Bible-based? Is it sound doctrine rooted in what we know God teaches? Those are things that we can ask ourselves to be guarded from these things. 
Friend, I hope and pray that this study was an encouragement to you. If it was, go on and share this episode with a friend and leave a review. And don't forget, if you haven't already, pause this episode right now and go download the study on the site or sign up for the She Lives Purposefully subscription to get this digital study and all digital studies for free. I love you, friends. Live for Jesus, live purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day. 